Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Commanding the Huddle. I'm your host, Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network. Let's get in right in to today's recap. 24-10 loss to the Cleveland Browns in Week 17. Uh, dreadful, ugly, embarrassing, disgusting effort all around. Headed by the decision, obviously, from the coaching staff in Washington. Headed by Ron Rivera to switch out Taylor Heineke in favor of Carson Wentz. Yesterday, folks, was a complete embarrassment for a full 60 minutes. And the biggest thing for me, and obviously there's a ton of thoughts that I have from yesterday, um, it's unfortunate that we consistently have to look back year after years, kind of finding ourselves in the same position. When you have a spot late in the year to make something of the season, to put yourself in a position to win football games, to get into the playoffs. But now this is year three consecutively with Ron Rivera in town where Washington, if they lose next week against the Dallas Cowboys who are looking to fight for the number one seed in the NFC and more so NFC East title and taking that away from the Eagles who lost again yesterday to the New Orleans Saints at home. It's a complete embarrassment. And we continuously find ourselves in the same spot. Seven-win football for the third straight year, potentially, is not enough, ladies and gentlemen. It's not enough. There is young talent in this building. I get it. There are holes on this roster. We've talked about it a ton on this podcast as far as where I would like to see Washington improve. On offense, and defense in the offseason. But there is a lot of young talent in this building that makes you believe that they could get seven wins or more out of this team. Seven wins is the floor for this football team. We sat back here in August and projected this team's win total, and you could legitimately look at nine, ten wins. Legitimately. Looking at the games that this team lost over the years. The Minnesota. Tennessee. The two Giants games. You can go back to a handful of other games and say, oh, a couple plays here or there, Washington wins that ball game. But to have the opportunity that they did yesterday at home against a team that is trying to speed up time in any way possible to get to the offseason and to get to their warm vacation spots. To get embarrassed in the fashion that they did. The lack of effort. The total lack of execution on both sides of the ball. Headed by whatever that was that we saw from Carson Wentz under center. You can run any promotion that you want. You can bring in alumni. You can bring in past coaches. You can put up any statues or whatever you want to call it around the stadium. You can put in a, you can a new name. You can wear new uniforms. None of that crap matters 
but what the product is on the football field. Because it continuously has lacked. What matters? It's not what how many free towels you can get before the game. Or revealing a mascot named Major Tutty. Whatever the hell that is. At halftime. It's about football. In between the hashes. And what the product is. All around. From the head coach down. As far as getting a football team prepared to win a game on Sunday. A game yesterday where Washington wins that game and they control their destiny in week 18 against Dallas. We had that chance last week. Now, tough game against the Niners. I understand that. But this is where questions really have to be raised. Because it was complete lack of preparation. From Ron Rivera. And a decision. A decision that not only yesterday's loss. Is a season altering decision. But potentially. And what should be. A franchise altering. And an organizational altering loss. Because what that was. From Carson Wentz yesterday. Because remember. Carson Wentz was Ron Rivera's guy. This was a roster. Looked upon in August. And even moving back to last year when they tried to trade for Matthew Stafford. As a roster that was a quote, quarterback away. Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, Marty Herney, the brain trust and the decision makers and the talent evaluators for this roster. Believed that Carson Wentz was that insert name here of quarterback to take Washington over the hump. First few games this year with a full spring, a full summer, preseason of action, Carson Wentz was fine. He had not played since week six as the starter. We saw what he did against Chicago in that game. It was absolutely abysmal when they visited the Bears. Snuck away with a victory on Thursday Night Football, but it was ugly. But that's not my point here. What we saw yesterday and what the NFL is is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. The performance from Carson Wentz yesterday showed me that the decision from Ron Rivera to throw him into the fire from what you've gotten from Taylor Heineke, now not perfect. We understand the limitations. That's been the biggest word the last month on this podcast. Limitations under center for Taylor Heineke. But Carson Wentz has them too, and we understand that as well. But yesterday... You could pull your local high school quarterback and he probably would have had a better performance than what we saw from Carson Wentz yesterday. Absolute dog crap. Under center. Ended up 16 for 28, 143 yards and three picks. A 31.4 quarterback rating. Folks, that ain't good. Absolutely terrible under center. Now, I have to kind of keep my words PG here with what, how to describe what we saw from Carson yesterday. But the situation to when Taylor Heineke was keeping this team competitive, he was that X factor, if you will. But this was Ron Rivera's guy. We made the trade for him, we sent them day two picks. 
We nearly paid the guy almost $30 million. This was the result. Had a full week to prepare with Carson under center. A full week. We talked about how tough this Cleveland secondary was going to be. We saw Denzel Ward yesterday travel with Terry McLaurin. That was expected. First pass of the game, picked off. Late to the outside on an out route to the inside shoulder of Terry McLaurin, Denzel Ward. That's easy pickings all day long. Three picks on the day, probably should have had one or two more. There was no chance in that ball game where you could say in Washington looked good or potentially going to really kind of reel it back in and win that football game. The 21-yard drive was nice, but this isn't 1970s football. You got to be able to score on five, six, seven play drives here and there to get yourself 14 points, get back in a ball game. 7 3, Carson Wentz's QB sneak would reach over the goal line. It's fine. It's a decent drive. You're up 7 3. Okay. You didn't feed the ball to Brian Robinson on the first series of the ball game. Jonathan Williams is out on the field. Obviously, Brian was banged up. Still had a hell of a day. 24 carries, 87 yards. Nearly. Three and a half a pop. I thought Jonathan Williams was okay. Nine carries, 30 yards. Had a few catches in the passing game as well. But the decision to switch from Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz and that level of execution is a total unpreparedness from this coaching staff to get him ready to play football and an overall talent perspective from Carson, that ain't good enough. I don't think we see Carson Wentz in the burgundy gold ever again. And I don't think we see Carson Wentz in the NFL as a starter ever again. A game at home in front of your home fans where we consistently talk about ways to get fans out to FedEx Field and you completely crap the bed and fall in it. 24 to 10 against that defense. You lost John Allen earlier in that game. There was no Benjamin St. Just on the outside. Again. There was no Cam Curl at the roof. Again. But the talent was there for Washington to win that football game. And it starts with coaching. A coach that did not even understand the playoff scenario yesterday of what would happen if you did lose to Cleveland. What the hell are we doing? You can give me any excuse you want. Oh, he's just focusing on winning. It is your job as the head coach to understand every possible scenario of what your team could be in in every single week, especially the second to last week of the season when you're playing for something. And there are other teams creeping up on your back as we kicked off at one o'clock yesterday. All the other teams in the wild card race took care of their business. The Giants completely dominated the Colts. Again, a Giants roster, by the way, folks, that is arguably, from a talent perspective, the worst in football. They completely ran over the Indianapolis Colts yesterday, 38-10, led by Daniel Jones, who has completely taken a turn in his career with Brian Dayball in his ear. It's about getting your players ready to play and scheming a game plan against a different defense every single week 
and winning football games and making the decisions from a personnel standpoint to put your team in a position to win. This is year three. These are his guys. Carson Wentz was his guy. It's not good enough. Because Carson being Ron's guy tells me that he's lacking as a talent evaluator. And in the grand scheme of things, Ron Rivera as a head coach in the NFL, even dating back to his days in Carolina, has not been good unless he's had Cam Newton, a alien-like talent, at the quarterback position during his early years in Carolina. It's unfortunate considering how Washington battled back months ago at 1-4 and four to get to 7-5. and five. But to go 0-3 when it matters most. Remember sitting here right before that first Giants game of how this was going to be a great evaluation period for Taylor Heineke. And how under center there were limitations there that we understood that Taylor just really didn't meet as an NFL quarterback. The arm strength, the ability to pump throws, the guy that you didn't want starting 17 games. But whatever the hell that was from yesterday from Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke gets in there. I guarantee you he's better than that because we've seen it. We've seen it from Taylor Heineke. And the fact that Carson Wentz played 60 minutes yesterday tells me Ron Rivera had a little bit of an ego check saying, I got to keep my guy in. This is bad, but I got to keep my guy in no matter what because this is my guy. It's embarrassing as an organization. Because we're consistently stepping on our own feet and putting our own foot in our mouth every time we try to take a next step. Every single year, we try to take that next step. Deshaun Watson completed nine passes yesterday. Nine passes. Three of them were touchdowns. I'm not a math wizard, but I know three out of nine, about 33.333%. Nearly 35% of his passes were for touchdowns yesterday. In that second half, three straight touchdown drives. The defense, not good. I really don't want to focus on the defense, though, unfortunately. Because that decision yesterday and how he played, the execution, missing five-yard throws in the dirt to his right, sailing throws four yards to his left. What the hell is that? Folks tried to tell me that this is the Carson Wentz experience. We have a premium Discord with the Draft Network where we kind of engage with our premium subscribers. And people tried to mention me, you know, hey, hey Ryan, enjoy Carson Wentz this year. A lot of Philly fans, a lot of indie fans in there. Kind of allowing me a little bit behind the scenes look from a fan perspective, not an evaluator perspective, into who Carson Wentz was. And I tried to stay positive, just like I do with you guys every single podcast with this roster. But yesterday is a fact where you just sit there and you look around and you just shrug your shoulders and shake your head. And where do we go next? Where do we go next week? Because it's not Carson Wentz. Is it Taylor Heineke? I don't think so. If it's me... I'm starting Sam Howell, and I'm giving the kid a shot. Very talented individual. Let him play. If you don't want to throw him into the fire because Dallas is playing for something, then you play Taylor Heineke. But I hope to all things out there 
that we never see Carson Wentz under center for the burgundy and gold again. Comparatively to how he was in the first few weeks of the season, to what we saw yesterday, is a complete embarrassment to this franchise. If you were at FedEx Field yesterday, God bless you. And you're better than I am. Because you gave your money to that organization that consistently, every single year, from a coaching perspective, from a talent evaluation perspective, isn't doing enough to get to that next step. It's consistent mediocrity. 500 football in 2021, 500 football in 2020. This year, at best, is going to be 500 football. It's not good enough. You're getting to the point now where you're going, you're having to pay these young players. John Allen last year, Terry McLaurin this year, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, all these guys. And they're going to have to make the decision to also agree to that contract and sign here. Because there's going to be opportunities for guys like Payne elsewhere in this league. I promise you. He's been trade bait for the last two years. You think he doesn't know that? You saw his sack yesterday. What did he do as a celebration? Signed a check. Man wants to get paid and he deserves so. And guys like that deserve better. Chase Young battling his ass off with a bum knee. I don't think he's 100% still, but he sure as hell's battling his ass off. And consistently looking in the sidelines, seeing Ron Rivera stand there with his arms folded, no fire. Accepting mediocrity on the football field. It's not good enough. And there were points yesterday, moving into that second half, where Scott Turner, who I have questions about myself, specifically fourth and one running a toss play to Jonathan Williams. The hell are we doing? Run the ball with Brian Robinson, 225 pounds, right behind the center's ass. Stop getting tricky. But again, there are portions in that ball game in the second half. We're running a horizontal offense where we can't even throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. That tells me that this offensive coaching staff isn't comfortable with Carson Wentz throwing the football. Taylor Hank can throw it seven yards accurately. He's not Josh Allen. He doesn't have a crazy arm. We get that. But he's shown the ability to make some throws here or there. Stretch it a little bit down the field. Understand the offense. Rally a locker room. Want guys that want to play for him. Get the ball out quickly. Understand the protections with the guys that are up front. Use his legs a little bit. Not perfect, but a guy that keeps you competitive. And now we're sitting here on a Monday morning. Green Bay completely slaughters the Minnesota Vikings yesterday, and we're out of the playoffs. And again, finding ourselves going to be in the middle of the pack from a draft perspective. And here in the next couple weeks on this podcast, where we're going to get into the draft and guys that I would like to see Washington target. But now there's questions as far as even moving into week 18. Who the hell the quarterback's going to be for just this next week? Not even looking forward to next year. Is it Heineke? Is it Howell? Is it an unknown name in the draft? Is it a guy that they're going to trade for again? Is it free agency? Is it a veteran like a Ryan Tannehill? Making a move for a Derek Carr? Who knows, folks? Who knows? I hope you're not scoffing and saying, oh, Ryan Tannehill. Who knows? This is Washington, D.C., baby. I might be suiting up under center next year. You might be suiting up under center next year. Anything 
is in the question as far as who's going to be under center next year. Because if Ron is in town, and we do potentially see a ownership change early this spring, if this is the same guys making decisions from a talent evaluation perspective and a coaching perspective, we're going to be in the same boat next year. Same boat we were in five years ago. Same boat we were in 10 years ago. It's the same crap. There is no progression. A well-run organization meets with Ron Rivera last night to make a decision on what that was last night. What that was? What is that? What is that decision with Carson Wentz? It's not good enough. It's not good football. It's not NFL-level organizational structure. You saw him all week with the first-team offense. and But you've seen Taylor Heineke the last two months of the year vibe with this football team and keep them competitive. But, oh, Carson Wentz is my guy. He's got to play this week because there's politics involved. If you don't believe it, it, there it was yesterday. There's politics and money involved in this sport. As much as it is, when you look back to high school, all the seniors starting over the freshmen. In college, i got to start the four-star over the the two-star that's playing better than he is. There's politics involved with this. We talked about heading into the game. Ron Rivera talked about how he's going to space out the offense with his arm strength. I wanted to see it. We know that he had more arm strength than Taylor Heineke, but it doesn't matter if it's going into the dirt or sailing over his head in the hot dog stand in section 210. doesn't mean anything. His feet were all over the place. Throws were inaccurate. He looked uncomfortable. Any adjective that you could use for disgusting fit the performance that Carson Wentz had yesterday. There's so many other things I could talk about. I could talk about the 12-man on defense penalty on third and eight with eight minutes left in the ballgame to bring it to third and three and a coincidental first down after that. That's coaching. The no rhythm of the offense in that first quarter of the football game where the run game wasn't going. You're, you're running on first and second down and passing on third down consistently, putting it long down in distances, becoming predictable as an offense. That's not good enough. The offense looked limited and in handcuffs from the opening series yesterday, and there wasn't a decision. And 59 minutes later, Carson Wentz was still under center. That's where my issues arise. Because as a head coach, and in the description, you have to put your best team in a position to win. And Carson Wentz, to start yesterday in such a high-leverage game, to you to hold on to that seven seed in the playoffs and to create a showdown with Dallas in week 18 coming into your barn to lose by 14 to a team that has looked like absolute crap the last month of the season to get blown out in that fashion at home was embarrassing. And one of the more, the losses that has really hurt for me the last few years. And it's just more so kind of mind, mind-boggling, if you will. Because I don't know where to go, folks. I, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. This is the same stuff that we've had for three years. 500 football. Too much talent in the building to be playing 500 football. You have more talent in the building. 
Taylor Heineke was leading this football team over 500 football. But here again we sit. January 2nd, 2023. Without an answer under center. It's the same thing that we talk about every single year. Every single season, we have the same questions that are never answered. And if the same faces are continuously making the same decisions, what's going to change? It's really the definition of insanity. The definition of insanity, ladies and gentlemen, from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Playing Carson Wentz from what we saw at the back end of his career in Philadelphia to what we saw in Indianapolis to force-feeding him into the fire yesterday was insanity. And then just to wrap it all up, to hear Ron Rivera respond to the questions in his post-game presser to say, we could be eliminated? Like he doesn't understand. He didn't know. It's embarrassing. And we deserve better. Followers of this football team. It's embarrassing. And I feel bad for you guys. I feel bad for having to listen to me rant these last few weeks. Because now we're not even anything to play for. Week 18. Great. Dallas coming into town. They're playing for a, a conference. Really, a number one seed in the conference. Is there anything worse? We always want We want Dallas at FedEx Field. We want games that mean something. The Dallas-Washington rivalry. Is that even a thing anymore? Are we still trying to push that? Is that really a thing? Washington does not have anything to play for next week. Ron Rivera is not getting fired this week. But decisions have to be made. From the decision that was made to put Carson Wentz under center yesterday. Because that's who Ron thought that could put the best, the position, the team, put the team in the, I can't even speak today. Put the best position in the team to win this Sunday. Embarrassing. And now, with this podcast, I'll have a podcast out for you later this week, trying to preview the game as far as guys I want to see show up. Guys, I don't want to see show something in the last game, potentially in the Burgundian goal. But now with nothing to play for, it obviously takes a steam out of you, right? It takes that fire out of you. It's not competitive football. Seven and eight, you are what your record says you are. You're below 500 football team. Start of the year, we had one of the worst records. I talked about it earlier in the season. It's all about on paper. Strength of schedule is an on paper thing. Teams get better, teams get worse. But Washington got worse as we moved into the back half of the season. When it mattered most, Washington fell on their face. And that's all it comes down to, folks. That's all it comes down to. And it's decision-making from the coaching staff. Who is in charge to make the decisions? That's what you see come to fruition on game day. A full 60 minutes of Carson Wentz. I don't ever want to see him in the Burgundy Gold again because he doesn't deserve it. I wish the best for him as a man and his family and his next endeavors, whatever those may be. But please don't ever suit up in the Burgundy Gold again. You don't deserve it. And the NFL just 
The, it wasn't just Washington that saw it yesterday. Maybe Ron didn't see it. I don't know. It was the entire NFL. And I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be a starter in this league again. Going into a week one next year, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be a starter for a team. I think he's going to be a backup, potentially. But yesterday, I feel bad for the Terry McLaurins. I feel bad for the Jahan Dotsons, the Curtis Samuels, the Chase Youngs, the Montez Sweats, John Allens, Deron Paynes, the guys that have battled their backsides off all year long to compete and really had good years. To just consistently have a lack of anything when it matters most. Last year, weren't competitive. It was the back end of the year for a playoff spot. This year, you had a chance to control your own destiny at 7-5. and five. And there were no changes made to consistently get better and better and better and improve. You saw the same offensive structure as far as doing the same exact things on every single down, series, week. Same stuff. You have to conceptually be different. Defensively, you had three bodies missing. There were usual starters in the back end you couldn't cover. Pressure was limited on Deshaun Watson. You're running zone. You couldn't run any man. You had David Mayo running in coverage. Kendall Fuller missing tackles on Amari Cooper on the sideline. A lot of the issues with him came back again yesterday. Amari Cooper had three catches. Two of them were for touchdowns. It's just where do you go next? And we're in the same spot. It's almost like the twilight zone. But for the guys that had really good years and the positives that we did have, and I will get to those positives in later podcasts as far as looking back on the season. But for the guys that show up every single week, and not just on game day and what we see, but at practice and in the locker room as leaders, guys that put their hard hat on every day. I even give credit to the guys along the front five that haven't been perfect this year. But when it comes down to what the coaching staff is doing to consistently improve this roster and get better and preparedness from an architectural standpoint on offense and defense to be different each week to the opponent that you're facing, including that game yesterday, Washington scored over 20 points once in the last six weeks. 20 points in a 2022-23 NFL is like scoring... Seven points. Washington scored once. Reached that mark again once in the last six weeks. Flat out not good enough. And there are a ton of decisions to be made as we move forward into another playoff list season and an off season where I'm sure there's going to be change. There has to be change. Because this is what happened yesterday. From the top down. I can, I can pick on anybody on offense and defense and kind of go into what they did well or what they did wrong. But it starts with your figurehead at the top. That's where it starts. And the decision to start Carson Wentz over Taylor Heineke eliminated Washington from the playoffs. Very similar to what happened last year with Carson Wentz with the Colts when they traveled down to the Jaguars and single-handedly kept Indianapolis out of the playoffs. So it's a good little record for Carson Wentz now, keeping teams two years in a row single-handedly out of the playoffs. 
All we asked Carson this week was to be the reason that Washington didn't lose the football game. It's what we asked of Taylor Heineke the last few weeks. It's what we asked Taylor Heineke the last two months of the season. His first few starts, that's exactly what he did. He wasn't the reason Washington was losing football games. As we moved into those Giants games, the 49ers games had some rough, spot, some rough spots, but they weren't as rough as what we saw from Carson yesterday. And Carson was the exact single reason, along with the decision in the first place, that Washington lost that football game. He did not put them in a position to win. But to sit back and sit there and see what Heineke did as a battler and a kid that consistently competes his ass off and understands the offense in a locker room that's revolving around him and vibes with him, to throw Carson in there and just completely stab the season in the heart don't know where we go from here, folks. But that's going to do it for today's podcast. I really don't want to continue to rant on Carson Wentz and continue going over the same things because this is only going to get me more frustrated and, and just something to where, you know, there's just answers. We have questions, tons of questions moving in to the offseason. And it starts today. It starts on Monday, January 2nd, as far as what this team is going to be moving in to fall of 2023. Who is the head coach? Who is the quarterback? Who is the offensive coordinator? Who's the quarterback's coach? Who's the defensive coordinator? I thought Jack Del Rio's done a damn good job this last two, two and a half months of the season. I really do. That's been a positive. He's running out of bodies in the back end yesterday. You only do so much. But offensively, you got the weapons on the outside. You got a hell of a young running back in Brian Robinson. You got holes up front and the biggest position in American sports, you still have questions. And if you got a head coach that has no clue what he's doing either, then you got a recipe for disaster. So again, that's going to do, do it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Please, if you, le- if you did, please leave a like, review, share, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. If you don't follow me already on Twitter, underscore Ryan Fowler. All my written work is housed at thedraftnetwork.com. Again, I'll have an, a preview out for you of Dallas Week 18 on, on Thursday or Friday. I'm going to see how our schedule works out this week. But just want to say for you guys, the entire year, you know, we're, we are eliminated from the playoffs. I'm um, not really playing anything for right now. Really, next week could be a chance for some guys that they want to see more of um, play against Dallas. Obviously, Dallas is going to come in playing for something. We'll see who aligns under center. Most likely, it will be Taylor Heineke or Sam Howell. I think Howell deserves an opportunity to play, at least show a little something. Kid's got a lot of talent and, and see what we got with the kid. Um, really, don't look too much into it. Take it with a grain of salt as far as what we got next week. Um, but just want to say for you guys, appreciate all your your, your views and your engagement. Um, really kind of this community that we've built this year. Really enjoyed engaging with you guys. Um, obviously hope for a better result uh, yesterday against Cleveland in the last few weeks against the Giants uh, and the Niners. But, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately. You know, we have no control. You know, I don't make roster decisions for this team. Um, you know, I talk to people inside that building as far as what I can gather, as far as what the feeling is inside of Ashburn. And, you know, it was it was positive these last few weeks before, you know, the Giants and the Niners game and, and heading into this Cleveland game as a game that they thought that they could win. And obviously, you know, we l- listened to Ron post-game and he was just focusing on winning. I, I understand that. I get that. But, y- you know, there's I mentioned earlier, and I don't need to say it again as far as my thoughts on, on Ron Rivera right now. But, again, appreciate you guys uh, for this entire season. Uh, we still got one game to go. Um, I know all you guys will be out there watching. You know, that's what we do. You know, following this team for, for years that we've had, the Burgundy Gold, every time they're on the screen, no matter if they're you know, 0-17 or 17-0 and number one seed in the conference or battling for a wild card spot or just eliminated, you know, we're still going to be watching and following this team, you know, like it's Super Bowl. So 
uh, for that. You know, I always appreciate you guys tuning in. It's been a great year as far as preparing. Um, you know, you guys tuning in and just, I, I really appreciate, really appreciate you guys uh, more than you know. So I will talk to you on Thursday or Friday. Again, Dallas week 18 hosting at FedEx field one o'clock next week. Uh, again, Washington commanders are officially out of the playoffs and a lot of questions to answer as we head into the off season. So I will talk to you guys at the end of this week. I am Ryan Fowler from the draft network, and this is commanding the huddle. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.